yeah. Okay, so we're going to start in three, two, one. How are you doing, everybody? I have Bianca here uh, for the fourth episode of Renaissance Soul. Um, so I'm just going to let her introduce herself, and before she speaks, uh, no filter. If you cuss a lot, that's fine. Um, if you ramble, that's fine. You know, this kind of just getting to know you and just sharing um, your story. Because I, I looked at your page and I saw you had Hashimoto's. Um, and I know with Instagram, like, people show, like, really positive stuff. But I started listening to your stories, too. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, she's a, actually, she's a happy person. So I think that's really important. <laughs> Yeah. Hey guys, my name is Bianca. I'm from California, specifically SoCal. Um, I was born and raised out there. Um, no plans of moving out. I'm pretty much a SoCal girl. Okay. Um, you can't really take the SoCal out of me. I can't leave. Even though I love traveling, I'm out in different states, countries, um, but there's just nothing like California. What, uh, what other countries have you been to? I've been to Italy. I've been to Greece, uh, El Salvador, okay. Mexico. Um, yeah, the list goes on and on. And I have a lot of a lot of plans to go to certain places too. I'm trying to go to London, okay. um, Spain. Just so many places. Not enough time. Yeah. How old are you? I'm 23. Oh man, you've been all that, I, all those places, and you're only 23. Yep, I'm telling you, I'm really trying to just seize every day. Time is so valuable. It's one thing you can't ever get back. So I'm trying oh, yeah. to really take advantage of that every day. So what's your, uh, what's one place you haven't been to that you absolutely want to go to, and also what's one of your favorite places that you've been to already? So, one place that I haven't been to that I really want to go to would probably be, probably be uh, Ireland, actually. Um, I've heard a lot of good things about Ireland. I hear it's very peaceful. I hear it's very green. I hear there's a lot to do. The people are great. Um, The culture is beautiful, and I'm, I'm about that. I'm trying to just get to know people you know from different cultures and everybody's just so different and I feel like that's just so beautiful um a place that I have been to that I really loved was Italy but I was a little younger when I went to Italy so I didn't feel like I really grasped the um everything that I would I know I would have cherished if I would have just waited a little well when I was a little bit older to go visit that makes sense so I yeah, I definitely want to redo Italy, I think. is Were you traveling, uh, like, for vacations, or is your family in the military or anything like that? So, uh, I would just travel for vacation. I would go in high school with um, a bunch of friends, and we would get a couple parents to go with us. Um, or, yeah, it wasn't for, for military or anything. Okay. So, you're SoCal for life. What is... Uh, Southern California like I haven't I haven't been to California just flew over um, and went straight to Hawaii <laughs> you missed us what <laughs> yeah that, that was some time ago oh yes 
wow, SoCal, where do I start? So many people, super busy, different walks of life, um, too many food options, you become very overwhelmed, but I feel like it's just a very fast-paced life. When you're born and you're raised in it, Mm -hmm. that's all you really know how to do. Okay. Um, Once you go somewhere else, you know, I have family, for example, in Florida and Jacksonville or in Fort Myers, it's it's much more slower yeah. paced, and I'm just like, I get anxiety. I'm like, all right, I need to go do something. Like, like, what was going to do? You know? <laughs> okay. I went to New, I went to New York, and New York is just so fast paced. But I think that was a little too fast paced for me. <laughs> okay. So, I, you know, I need a balance, is what I'm finding, and I'm learning that. I'm actually in uh, Jacksonville, and Jacksonville is too slow but the people make it up here um but yeah i don't like the fast place fast pace either like i lived in dallas for a little bit and like everybody's rushing everywhere and i like to explore and you know take my time and get lost and kind of procrastinate um so yeah I'm, so you were you born and raised in jacksonville mm no i'm a uh, i'm an army brat so i haven't laid my head Got anywhere it. longer than three years so, I kind of, I've, I've jumped around, like, I think, unconsecutively, inconsecutively, I think. I don't know, which, whichever way. Um, non-consecutively, I have been in New Orleans probably more than three years, but it was always, like, a year or two, then I would leave, and then another year or two. So, like, I've, I've grown up in so many different places, so, like... I know how to blend in wherever I go, but if I don't have to be somewhere, I will avoid it. Um, That makes sense. I want to go there to New Orleans. It's actually um, on my bucket list. I'm trying to go there next year. uh, When are you trying to go? For like Mardi Gras or something? You know what? I don't know if I should... I should be that basic and go at that time. You should got I to. really? But then it's like, come on, I have to, right? Yeah, you have to. That's that's really like if if you don't go through Mardi Gras, it would be like for the Essence Music Festival. Um, uh huh. When is that? I think that's that's either right before Mardi Gras or right after. I know it's right in that little spring time when Mardi Gras is. Um, I'm trying to think what else is really going on in New Orleans. Like, I mean, it's always like. There's always stuff to do, but like if you're gonna go there, go while like there's a lot to do. So. Okay, taking it from somebody that's been there, I'm glad I'm hearing that. That's good advice because, you know, I don't really know. I don't have family out there, so I don't know how it is. Um, no, I, I definitely am excited for the food. Oh yes. Very excited for the food. <laughs> yes, the the food food is cheap, good. Um, and like it's all people will say Cajun but there's it's like it's different it's just like Mexican food like you can go to Mexican restaurants on the same street and you know you'll get different types of like the same chicken taco or something like that so it's really it's really good and if you're gonna go there you have to get uh, beignets Um, those are like little square donuts Um, there's a Uh long line so you're gonna have to wait, but it's always. Worth, always, I went there. Uh, when was the last time I was out there? I went there during the fall when there wasn't anything going on, but it was a family reunion, 
and it was just a long line um, and I had my cousins with me so I used my cousins to like you know sweet talk people so we can get into the front of the line or get closer because <laughs> they were real little um, so you have to have that charm uh-oh yeah. right, I gotta practice <laughs> and pe- people are typically very nice out there um, and I mean it's just like any other city like there's places where you shouldn't go if you don't know where you're at but it's definitely not as bad as what it used to be Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. And if you drink, um, get a hand grenade. That's the uh, little tall, little. It's a green drink, and it's a lot. It's a lot more alcohol than it tastes like. So. It, it creeps up on you. No, it doesn't creep on you. It just knocks you. Cause you, you're drinking. It oh, tastes like okay. a. Uh, it tastes like an icy. It tastes like a lemon flavored uh-huh. icy. So, you know, by the time you're like halfway done with it, you're just like, oh shit! But I gotta finish it. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, those, I'm definitely big on, kind of like a Fat Tuesday from Vegas, is that kind of what it is? I haven't been to the one in Vegas, but I imagine so, because that's where they're getting it from. Yeah, okay, something like that to keep me cool. How's the weather out there? In New Orleans, it's humid. Um, like more than Florida? Oh yeah, it, Florida didn't have shit on uh, Louisiana. Wow! Yeah. Oh, Are no. you serious? Oh no! Yeah, it's wow. it's it's a different type of humidity. I'm not sure if it's because they are closer to the sea and the sea level. Like it's almost like it's like being in a sauna during the summertime. Like you, you take a shower, you go outside, and then you're already wet again because it's so humid and it's so hot. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, it's really cool. It's it's one. It's one of the places like how you're talking about Italy. Like as as a child, like I have good memories. I have a lot of bad ones, but going back as an adult is kind of like oh, okay. There's definitely more to do than what I was seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think we have our our feelings with that and a lot of different things. But you know, as long as we have the time to go back and and do what we want to do, yeah, I feel like it's. It helps, you know. Yeah, it helps clear the like the negativity or whatever it is, like. Yeah. Or if you think it's something good, exactly. then it turns to something bad because you're just like, oh, I don't remember this shit as a kid. What was I thinking? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, are you uh, okay talking about like Hashimoto's and stuff? Yeah, go ahead. Ask me anything. There's no off. The record questions. Okay. Um, go ahead and feel free to ask me um, anything. You so want. the little bit I do know about it is a thyroid condition, correct? So yes, what correct. are what are the restrictions like? What is stuff you just absolutely cannot do? So with with Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disorder, okay. um, it is usually triggered by a problem with the thyroid function. Okay. Um, usually hypothyroid, you're either diagnosed with hypothyroid or hyper. Hypo is when your um, body is not producing enough of the thyroid stimulating hormone. Um, and so hor- your T4 hormone is not converting into the active form of T3. Okay. My body lacks that. So um, basically my body is attacking itself my white blood cells, they're supposed to attack foreign invaders and 
fight off bacteria and they're pretty much my my soldiers and our soldiers in our body mm-hmm. mine are confused and they are not doing that and instead they're attacking okay. themselves they're attacking um um like proteins and amino acids that are turned into um different forms of uh, proteins by food it attacks food so basically I wasn't told by my doctor to change my diet when I was diagnosed, which is a very, very, very big, um, it was a very big turning point. I did my own research. I went home when I was diagnosed. My doctor only told me to stop taking my medication six out of the seven days of the week. Okay. And I wasn't going to just be compliant with that. I said, there's got to be more I could do. What is this? So I researched and I found out that if you have an autoimmune disorder, you have to be gluten-free dairy-free, and you should be soy-free as well. So I found this out in February, and I completely, I mean, I did it cold turkey because I was so desperate to feel better. Like, 100% changed my lifestyle, and now it's so difficult. It was difficult. I mean, I think um, I feel like an outsider sometimes. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the best way to put it because I, I spend hours in the grocery store just reading labels and... And, um, you know, I go to places and I ask, hey, do you offer gluten-free, you know, bread or, um, you know, bread buns for your burgers or donuts or cookies or something. And I'm constantly getting turned down and it's difficult. You know, it was a very very different experience, but it's also pretty rewarding because I've learned a lot about myself. Okay. I I get the dairy and the soy because I know there's a lot of hormonal stuff going like in dairy there's either steroids and soy there's a lot of estrogen in it but what about the gluten is a problem so gluten is a problem because um, gluten is made up of wheat rye and barley Mm -hmm. so basically um, whenever anybody with Hashimoto's consumes gluten most of the people that have Hashimoto's um, you're you're Cells have a memory, and so it's actually the easiest for them to attack mm-hmm. and uh, disintegrate. So when you ingest that, your cells remembered that when your body launched an attack on it the first time, mm-hmm. they keep attacking. So whenever they see that same food come in, they say, uh-oh, we got to go. That's the same one from you know last week or last year, and they go and they attack it, and they, it go, pretty much your body goes to war. It's it's commonly called the flare-up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when your body's in a flare-up, you experience a bunch of symptoms. So gluten is the number one that people should stay away from when they have autoimmune disorders. Wow. Um, it's very big to cut out in the autoimmune protocol. Um, so big change. Big change. If this, this happened to me in the early 1900s if i was born at that time mid 1900s i mean even maybe close to late 1900s there would have been hardly anything for me to find to eat because nowadays especially where i live in near la there's so many organic restaurants vegan restaurants you know with gluten-free options um so so it's great i feel lucky but some days i'm just like damn it's so hard you know (laughs) How old it's were really you? Really hard. How old were you when you were diagnosed? So 
funny story you asked me. Technically, I've been living with Hashimoto since I was 14 years old. Um, I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism when I was 14, and the doctors refused to diagnose me. Um, either that or my parents did not know about it. Either one, I can't get to the bottom of the story because I was 14. So I was like, going into the doctors, all right, let me just, let's get out. You know, I didn't think it was a big deal, but um, I finally got a doctor to um, test me for an autoimmune disorder. A lot of them won't because they're chronic mm-hmm. and they're um, not curable. So for them, it's kind of like, well, we're already treating you with a medication. We don't need to just add a diagnosis. So basically, since I was 14, I've been having this because hypothyroidism triggered my um, my autoimmune disorder. Okay. So from 14, like, what was, like, what was the, the, like, what kind of issues was it causing? Like, were you not able to hang out with people on the weekends? Or? Like my symptoms? Mm-hmm. My symptoms, well... Um, I was having a lot of physical symptoms. Um, okay. I would have a lot of anxiety. I would go through um, like little spurts of depression, like depression where I shouldn't be going while I was 14. Mm-hmm. I was very emotional, very emotional. Cry one day. Um, I would be very angry the next. I mean, it would just be like mood swings, you know, okay. but different. I mean, teenagers have that, you know, when they're 14, your hormones are everywhere. But for me, it was a whole other level. That's why my parents were like, what's going on? Um, I was losing hair. Um, I was very tired. I could not lose weight. I was always active, always playing sports, softball, soccer, um, or just running. You know, I loved to run, and I just could never tone. I could never, you know, look like the girls that had, like, the perfect, you know, little coke-shaped bodies, and I was like, you know, why am I just a square? Like, why can't I just, come on, man, like, help me out. <laughs> what do I do? Well, they, well, they don't look like and, that from running. I can I can tell you that. <laughs> but, yeah. Right, right, but when you're young like that, you're like, you feel like it's so easy, you know? Yeah. And um, those, I just always, I just always had, and also when I would eat, I would feel very nauseous after I would eat. But I thought it was normal. I thought it was normal. I would get bloated, and I never, never, I'm I'm never the type of girl to wear tight stuff. Mm -hmm. Never. And it was because of my diet back then and not knowing what I lived with. I I always wear baggy stuff, like, or flowy. I guess flowy is the better word. Um... To this day, I'm still just not comfortable wearing tight stuff. It takes a lot out of me to do that. But those were pretty much the onset symptoms. Um, What happened is my symptoms progressively got worse as it went untreated, as I kept consuming gluten and dairy and soy, and um, I wasn't aware of this. And so it got to the point where late last year, mid-summer last year, 2018, and um, fall, winter of 2018, I was losing consciousness, and I was in the emergency room um, multiple times, and I would pass out, you know, random places at a, at a Sam's Club, uh, in church, in the middle of church. Um, they would just, you know, give me medication and say, oh, you're just stressed, you're just stressed, you know, go home. And I said, no, it's something more to this, something more. Um, 
but yeah the, it was it got really bad so if, if anybody out there that is that thinks that there's you know there's something wrong i mean there's other there's other autoimmune diseases besides hashimoto's there's under the umbrella there's celiacs there's um crohn's disease there's mm -hmm. lupus um you know definitely pay attention to your body yeah oh yeah that that's something like i have friends that are doctors and eventually when i can figure out when i can pin them down i want to talk to them because like i always hear stuff especially like when you're experiencing something you know how your body is better than the doctor you might not know the medical jargon or what drug you need but you can describe what you're feeling better than anybody else can and doctors really don't listen and when they finally do it's usually too late or like sometimes patients give up and they're just like you know f it i'm just gonna keep doing whatever i'm doing or like they go really off the reserve where they're not taking medication and then like they're doing all these new diets and stuff which is which isn't wrong but i feel like there's this happy medium with like our nutrition and also with the medical advances so. yes it's very hard that's why if there's anything i've learned from my experience i would say don't just go off of what your doctor says thank you for what they do i appreciate it 110 percent my brother is actually going to school to become a doctor right now and it's just amazing how much they learn and how much they have to you know deal with and, mm -hmm. and emotionally they have to turn off their emotional button you know every time they go into work and that is tough props yeah. to them i cannot do that so in no way shape or form am i taking away from them of what they do or, or the services they provide but um you know i'm just trying to say from my experience do your own research as well it doesn't hurt it'll it will only help google is there my gosh google yes. is great i mean there's also so many books out there there's so many people i mean even instagram you can look up a hashtag and you can find multiple results thousands thousands of results yes. in minutes of different accounts dedicated to what you're going through what you think you're going through and i feel like being open about my journey on instagram was a decision that i came to after a little bit of time and i'm so glad i did because i found so much support from people around the world that mm -hmm. i don't even know sometimes even more than the, my own people in my life mm -hmm. you know and and there's nothing there's nothing that i wouldn't do again you know that i did i would i would do that and i'm an open book and, and sometimes a little too much but you know yeah. what you, you get so much when you give and so um i'm super thankful for that there's a lot out there so much out there but yes definitely my brother and i you know we kind of go back and forth a little because he's like you know I know he has his own opinion about it, and he's a very opinionated guy, and mm -hmm. I am a very opinionated girl. So it, it's funny you say that because I wanted to pick my brother's brain, but I haven't yet. He's been studying for the for the um, entrance exam, so he's been busy. But okay. definitely gonna sit with him. Yeah, <laughs> it, that'd be that'd be a funny conversation because like you're you're experiencing it, and it's like what's more experience, what's more important, like the person experiencing it or the person that has like knowledge base for it like yeah two different points mm -hmm. because two like, different points. like if, if you if you you are the person you know you know that every time you wake up at night your mouth is dry or 
this is happening to you and the doctor is just telling you that it's stress and you're like yeah yeah i understand that but like there's something more to that like your point of view should be valued a little bit more because at the end of the day you're paying for it so you're just going to be wasting your time and your money so there's nothing there's yeah. nothing to lose so why are doctors so like apprehensive about listening to their patients because they're not going to lose control of it it's not going to yeah. be like the patient's going to be like oh yeah i told you doc i was right no because now i have to give you the medicine that you need or you're really going to be jacked up so yeah no it's true and there's a lot you know medically going on a lot of the medical you know medical industry is it's a lot of business involved it's a lot of business involved and it's sad that sometimes it's so much more about the money than the people yeah. um not everybody is like that and every doctor is like that but you know sometimes it is like that and it's 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 difficult you know it's very hard hard pill to swallow and coming to terms with but that's why we have to you know rely on ourselves at the end of the day of course you know with what they tell us take into consideration and, and a lot of stuff you know, in terms of like I mean if you have like an appendicitis you know or, or almost ruptured appendicitis or you know you have cancer I mean there's yeah. a lot of different medical things that you know we don't know we don't know yeah. you could search up and you can look and it can match what the doctor says but you know definitely with the autoimmune world there's not enough um, that the doctors know to do so have you seen that uh documentary on uh on netflix i forget the name of it but they're talking about like different like medical conditions that people have that um like cte chronic fatigue no is it yeah chronic it's chronic chronic fatigue syndrome and then there's another there's a lady on there like uh electricity like shuts her body down so she has to live out in like Amish country no cell phones no internet and stuff like that like it's really no, I have it. What's it called? oh god I'm, I'm gonna have to find it again it's really boring I'm not gonna lie like I like documentaries <laughs> but this one was really it they they tried to over dramatize it instead of just letting the people kind of like say their piece um, so like it kind of took away from it but it was really weird that like people are having all these conditions and like doctors can't keep up with you know the the emergence of like new conditions and it's just like you have to deal with people simultaneously that are actually sick and then you have to deal with people that you know just want to get like some drugs so mm-hmm. it differentiating between that is mm-hmm. So, Thank you. <laughs> you gotta check that out, and then. What's, hey, find the name of that. I really want to watch it because I am. I'm just trying to find anything and anything, any resource, just about. You know. Okay. This topic, because it never hurts to learn. Yeah, it's it's uh. I don't did I think most of the people had autoimmune conditions, but like they were manifesting like. The craziest one I saw, the guy, um, he was a really, really healthy guy. Like, he was, he wasn't quite a bodybuilder, but you could tell he worked out a lot. And he just couldn't move one day. And that was it. And he hasn't been able to, like, 
move without there being incredible soreness. You know, like when you go work out and like you're so sore from doing leg day. Well, his whole body would be like that from him doing like normal day-to-day functions. And I thought that was really like, what's up? I think that was really, uh, it was really powerful to see somebody like, you can tell when people are faking stuff. And to see the contrast from him going from being a relatively healthy person to basically being bedridden. And, you know, doctors would not uh, agree with him with whatever he was like coming back with him with because they were like, oh, no, you don't have this because blah, 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 blah. And it was just really, it was, I can imagine how frustrating that is. Yeah. And I mean, with doctors, it's, they get patients a lot of times that are faking and are lying. Mm -hmm. So it's difficult to, to, I guess, pick out which ones are, there's a, there's a term for that. And I learned the term, but I don't remember the name. It's when they, it's when you have to, um, you know, differentiate between the people that are lying and trying to manipulate you just to get drugs, um, versus people that are actually sick. Trying to think you know, of. and then creates that that difficulty, and then that miscommunication, that misconception, mm-hmm. that when some patients are really saying, "No, really, I'm feeling this, but it's not there," but we are feeling it. It's like, yeah. well, I don't really think so. You know, it's uh, the documentary is called Afflicted. Afflicted. Yeah. It's on Netflix right now. Uh, it, last time I checked, it was. Okay. Yeah, I know Netflix put some new stuff out. I'm excited to watch that. I think because Disney's uh, taking out all of their movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Disney. Stripping them clean. Disney's going to have their own yeah. thing. Yep. That's pretty smart, honestly, because they have some good movies. Yeah, but that's no good for, for cheap people. Like, I just want to go to one place and watch everything. I know. Now there's HBO, there's Netflix, Hulu, Hulu, Amazon Prime. Yeah, Amazon Prime, now Disney. Yeah. You're right. So many outlets. Next, next is going to be Comcast on uh, on demand or Comcast going to have a streaming <laughs> service or something. Um, I wouldn't even be surprised. That's going to be that's going to be the worst <laughs> one. But yeah, that's crazy. I uh, matter of fact, I have a friend that had. Uh, fibromyalgia and like looking at him you would never think that he would have he had any issues and when it, whenever he started crashing he'd always like there's always be like a like a downhill slope like he was a real energetic person and when he started moving slow he'd be like oh yeah I'm sore right now I have to be at work um, and he'd be bedridden for like two and three days and like that was one of the things that kind of like really wanted me to start doing research and trying to figure out like what was the link for stuff. But there, there are, are so many different things happening to us that w- wasn't happening in, in the past. Like we're simultaneously like getting more knowledge. So we're diagnosing conditions, but then we're also eating all sorts of like different foods like. McDonald's 
has all sorts of craziness in it. Like you go to Walmart, you know, there's no telling what they're doing with the meat. Um, and then, you know, we're taking these supplements and every couple of years we find out like a new supplement had some trash in it. So it's like, we don't know, we, we can't keep up with the changes and our bodies are trying to tell us something, but like a lot of people kind of just ignore it. Yeah, exactly. And you know what is something funny is that, especially the food label national facts, mm-hmm. either there's a really long list or there's like a, a medium sized, almost short list, you know, and oh, some yeah. people think, oh, the shorter the list, the better. Some people think, no, the longer the list, the more detailed, the more you know. Mm-hmm. But the answer is yes and no and yes and no. Yes. You know, a lot of people, um, for example, cosmetics, um, you know, cosmetic, uh, like... The makeup and the foundation and stuff? The makeup, yes, the foundation, even our perfumes, um, our face washes, all that. They can literally put fragrance, and just by putting the word fragrance, they can... They can uh, technically, the FDA allows them to, I mean, not the FDA, I think it is the FDA, but they allow them to put fragrance, but not um, justify and write in, like, more chemicals that they Mm -hmm. put in it, and it's so damaging, and you know, the skin is the biggest organ of the body, and people tend to forget that. It's it's one of the biggest, your skin absorbs just as much as your intestines do, that's why a lot of people, like the allergic reaction is because your body's absorbing that it's not because it's touching you your body's trying to process whatever's on you um yeah yeah uh actually uh perfume is a really bad uh hormone disruptor um yes and i just found that out a month ago Mm -hmm. you know you need to follow uh bio lane he he talks a lot of shit but he knows his stuff Um, Uh bio lane mm mm-hmm he does. Uh, he does strictly nutrition. He he was he is a power lifter, but he talks about nutrition in a way that's like he's a centrist. It, it's not it's not about what's right or what's wrong. It's what works. Um, so yeah. yeah, that's so true. It's not what's right, what wrong. It's what works. Everybody is a bio individual, and everybody's gonna everybody's body's gonna process things differently. Um, everybody's going to react differently. What works for me, what diet works for me may not work for you. Yes. That's, that's one of the best sayings in nutrition, hands down. My favorite saying. It's so true. I wish more people... I need to follow him. I wish more people understood that. Like, uh, I was a... I was a personal trainer full-time for a while. And, like, my biggest issue would be, like, when people would ask me questions... Um, like they'd be like oh what's the best exercise like there's no it's no best exercise there's no best food it's like it's what works and what you like to do and then if you don't like doing anything then you need to just do what works um, so a lot of people like when I tell them like I kind of I eat whatever I don't eat a lot of garbage like I'll eat a hamburger every so often maybe some pizza but nine times out of ten like you'll see me eating vegetables, blueberries, drinking water, like I eat very healthy, so when I do eat something unhealthy, you know, that's something that's out of the norm for me. And do you feel reaction? Do you feel your body telling you no? Oh yeah, I'm so, 
I think it's 2019, so 2017 or 2016, I went vegetarian for a couple months, and like, that was the most energetic I've ever felt in my life, like, there is no, there's nothing close to it, like, coffee doesn't do the same thing, uh, energy drink, like, there's nothing like being vegetarian, but... I was trying to gain weight and I didn't know how to gain weight as a vegetarian. So I stuck with what I know. So I sacrificed feeling energetic. Um, and like now, if I eat meat, like I can eat chicken or like uh, some lean beef. But if I eat like a hamburger, I'm going to need to go to sleep for the next day. Like it, it, it catches. Yeah, I shut down. I feel really heavy. And I've even noticed. I don't know if it's because I've gotten older and I pay attention to stuff like that, but like I heat up, like I physically feel very warm. And like if I eat meat too late in the night, like I can't go to sleep. So that's just stuff like I know with myself. And like I haven't met anybody that uh, describes the same thing, but I know when I went vegetarian, like I could eat anything whenever and any size portion and. I was sleeping good, um, you know, my bowel movements were regular, I smelled better when I sweat, you know, the, like everything, like my body was running optimal, but I just didn't like how I looked being that light. So. I hear that a lot about people that go vegan, is they feel energetic, that's the number one thing they say, and I feel like a lot of us, we want that, you mm-hmm. know? Um, people that are not vegan, um, it's a little more difficult depending on if you have a diet that you follow or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, meat is very tough for our digestive system to break down. It, yeah. it takes time. That's why after people consuming a burger and fries, you know, processed food and on top of that meat, they're like, oh, now I'm tired. Now I really want to go to bed. And yeah. that's not how food is technically supposed to make you feel. Yeah. Food is power food is power i mean honestly if you're gonna if you're gonna feed yourself something that you know is healthy you know that's gonna do good for you mm-hmm. you're gonna thrive off that you're gonna have even mentally huh the mental state yes. even mentally oh yeah mental state mental health is so important because your nutrition has a lot to do with that, a lot. Yeah. Part of, a whole side of um, my Hashimoto's was I dealt with really bad anxiety and depression. Um, growing up and um, in my early adulthood, I just have these phases where I go in and out. And um, ever since I've changed my diet, I've been much better, haven't gone through depression. Um, yeah. And with anxiety, I mean, I'm trying to control that, but the diet has helped tremendously, even my attitude. I mean, it's, you know, my attitude, uh, I've known I've had to work on it. (laughs) For the people that don't know me, Um, I'm just a very, a very, how do I say it? I'm a very strong person, Mm -hmm. a very loud person. Um, My presence is known when I'm in the room. Um, I try to make it in a good way. It is in a good way. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, 
diet. I mean, food is just so much. It's so much. And yeah. the thing is, people are, think that it's just about exercise or, you know, it's just about looking good in a bikini. Mm -hmm. and or starving it's not yourself. About that. That's, yeah, starving you, yourself. You, you starve yourself and then there are masochists in the gym. Like, they want to destroy their body because they don't think it's a good workout unless you feel like shit afterwards and like as I've gotten older and I always think about it like if your teacher calls you a dumbass every time you're trying to do something does that mean that they're they're teaching you very well no so you shouldn't have to destroy your body either like your body you need to function we need to be able to like if there's a fire in your house you need to be able to run no matter what I don't care about your workout so yeah that's man there, so I'm, there's gonna be a, a whole bunch of books I'm gonna send you cause you were simultaneously talking about diet working out and also like mental state and like a lot of mental conditions well specifically depression they've linked that to uh, gastrointestinal distress um, so inflammation blockages stuff like that and the medications that people take for that also F up their digestive system at, at the same time um, but like eating like like if you eat colors of the rainbow like being vegetarian like the only way this makes sense is if somebody did the same thing but like the first couple of days like colors were brighter like green was more green the sun was like a, a brighter more more beautiful color like it wasn't just like I felt better like everything else looked better as well so I definitely uh, so there's a book that's called eat right for your blood type um, it's a two-part book um, he has a genotype book I haven't uh, had an opportunity to read that um, but those are two things that I use as guidelines like he has foods in there that are like good for your blood type or your genotype things that are neutral and things that are bad and like everything that was on the bad list is what I was eating um, or I ate a lot of the stuff on the bad list and um, like it would make me crash it would make me tired and then when I started eating stuff that was good for me like I felt better you know it wasn't such a difficult time digesting the food or the energy and stuff like that. Um, even like he has it split up to like your proteins, your vegetables. Uh, he even has condiments on there. And like my wife gets mad because I use like this, you know, those big containers of ketchup. Not, <laughs> yeah. not, not the personal ones, but those two packs that should last like I'm sure that lasts in an average house probably like four or five months. I use one of those in a month, and that was on the bad list for me. So, and I love wow. ketchup. Um, but, and uh. Yeah, you gotta send me. You gotta send me the list of books. I'm about reading right now, and I've never done that before. Okay. You gave me a book to read, and I would skim it. I would spark note it for school, and I would just do what I did to get by. But yeah. now, <laughs> I'm reading every book. Yeah. Uh, in uh, YouTube, they have uh, audiobooks on YouTube now too. Like a lot of people, they're putting them on there. So. See, that's smart. I mean, people that people that are driving 
to and from work, to and from the gym, you know, to and from a road trip or something, just mm-hmm. turn on. I, I do that. I listen to podcasts all the time, all the time. That's where I learn a lot, okay. you know? I'm trying to think, who else has really, it's really weird finding, like, I found, like, I like Joe Rogan's podcast, um... And I like uh, some of the stories that I hear uh, on NPR, but there's not like a lot. I, I think the biggest thing is like people don't, they stop doing their episodes. So you'll, you'll be really interested in a podcast and then you get finished with it and you're just like, oh shit, I want more. Now what? Yeah. Now what? Yeah. So. Yeah, you know what? That's true. I do. There is one podcast that's called Help for Hashimoto's that. Okay. She is in school right now, but um, she has a daughter, and she's married, and she's just talking about her journey. She's in nutrition school. She's getting her master's, and um, she's just trying to be consistent, but there's no upload, like, every week, um, usually, like, every two weeks sometimes, but wow, sometimes it, make it, it makes it worth the wait because she's so detailed and so informative, and she answers questions, so... Yeah, I get a little frustrated sometimes because I'm like, oh, you know, I'm waiting. Like, I have this question or I just want to learn something new. But but then I pick up a book and I read other stuff. And then by that time, you know, she has a new podcast out. But I get what you mean. Yeah. Have I'll you, bring uh, it to a couple of those. Have you followed uh, Elena Alive or Alina Alive? No, she have a podcast. Uh, I know she has a YouTube series. I think she might have a podcast. She's actually on your side of the world, uh, or she's in California, I think. Um, but she, that's sick. And that's all gonna be on there too. But uh, uh, I love it. It's real. It's real. She uh, she talks about nutrition, and she's one of the people. So somebody was telling me about uh, something called adaptogens. Do you know what they are? No. Um, they're like herbs that like are like uh, cure-alls or like something like rhodiola. It gives you energy and it helps with like your body deal with stress. Um, there's ashwagandha, uh, rhodiola. Man, I can't think of. I can only think of those two because those are, are my two favorite. Um, and then there's something called skullcap that helps you get to sleep. Um, but it's a depressant, and these are all natural little herbs that you can take. Um, but are they in like a capsule form? You don't want to take stuff in capsules because sometimes they're uh, what's the word? They're they're adulterated. Like they're they put other stuff in there, and then the capsule itself, that plastic, is made usually out of uh, gelatin, or it's sometimes they're made out of uh, the high fructose high fructose corn syrup. Um, so those capsules themselves tend to be unhealthy for people um, but if you can find like a uh, a store that just carries them either ground up or just like the whole leaves and you shouldn't have a problem with that in California because you know weed is legal for you guys so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if you just want to find you know one or two of them and you know just take them take them you know do the minimum dose and each one of them, like, I'll, I'll send you all the stuff that I, I look at, but um, Rhodiola in particular, um, 
they were talking about people switching from coffee to rhodiola and it helps with those cravings and it's also like you don't need as much like uh, it's like a less than an eighth of a teaspoon that you can use so it's a very small amount you can put it in water tea uh, a smoothie or something and it, it helps your body deal with stress and I know subjectively and objectively because I used it uh, when I was vegetarian trying to work out that like I wasn't experiencing muscle soreness the way I normally would have uh, with the type of volume I was doing so they're really uh, they're called adaptogens and they just help your body deal with different types of stresses but she talks about it. I have a friend that I'm gonna have on. He's actually, I'm gonna call him the drug guy. Um, any, any sort of chemical, like he can tell you like the technical lingo for it and he can bring it down here for the lay lay people. And like, he's he uses them as well as talks about them. So he has the book knowledge and then the experience, so. The experience is so powerful. Yeah. When people have both, it's everything. Yeah. Hi. When they have both, it's everything. Yeah. It or, really is. Or, uh, and I'm glad you touched on stress. Oh, yeah. stress is very big. It's so big. It's so big. I mean, it's it, your body won't even digest food if you're stressed. It'll yes. stop, and a lot of people feel like a pit in their stomach, and that mm -hmm. is because all your energy, your, you know, because you're stressed, or you, people get yeah. anxiety, um, and, or, you know, when you're late to work, and you're driving in the car, and you're trying to shove a turkey wrap, you know, down your throat, uh, your body is stressed, yeah. so it's in literally fight or flight or freeze mode, and it's not focused on having the blood in your stomach and mm -hmm. digesting that food. It's focused to be in your arms and your limbs. And the problem yeah. is our body cannot differentiate when we are in a actual stressful situation mm -hmm. or if it's imaginative. Yeah. You know? Uh, Paul Check describes it the best. Part. Like when we're hunters and gatherers, like when we are stressed, we're supposed to run. So because there's no like lion chasing us, and we live in a society where stress is like a badge of honor and you want to carry as much stress as you can. Like we get really fucking depressed because, you know, if you're not going to run and you get beat up by whatever's stressing you out, you have to recover. So if you got bit by a lion, you have to go hide somewhere, curl up, and you have to just wait for your wound to heal. And that's what happens with a lot of people like you get stressed out and because you have to continue to do whatever you're doing that's stressing you out when you get time to yourself you know you sleep it off or you go drink it off or you just kind of you do whatever you can do to get away from that but you're running right back into the stress so. yeah your coping methods are your reaction to that mm -hmm. is what determines what happens you know yeah. Like it's even, the consequence to it. Even like a constipation, like you can't you can't crap when you're stressed, because if that proverbial lion is chasing after you, you're not supposed to be sitting uh -huh. down, you know, going to the bathroom. You're supposed to be moving, getting away, 
or fighting back. So yeah, that's <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of like like I've learned with Instagram in particular. Like when I made when I took control over Instagram for myself, like I stopped liking what they showed me and the stuff that they were trying to get me like to look at, like the women in the cars and the twerk videos and stuff like that. Like when I started looking at like my nerd stuff and like looking at people that are really thoughtful because that's what I want to see but I thought they didn't exist on Instagram so when I took control of it and like started like unfollowing certain pages because you know it wasn't useful for what I was trying to do and you know making sure like the hashtags I'm using like would get me uh, get me the type of people that you know I actually like um, it. It built a positive echo chamber. So, but it take it takes a while. Oh God! If like if, if I'm not on my page, like I went on vacation and I went on my page for a while, and when I came back, they were showing me all the like the ratchet shit, and I was just like, no, no, no. Like this is cool, but like I want to see what like other people that are like really like real life people I don't want to see like the fake personalities yeah and I I honestly did that as well I think I went through that change about four months ago five months ago I unfollowed all the famous people I followed because I felt like I was looking at their life and becoming more unhappy with mine every time I looked at it every time I would put my phone down and stop looking at theirs I would be unhappy with mine yeah and it was I knew that was not what Bianca needed and sometimes it takes that it takes us a moment to be self-aware and realize what we don't want to put in our heads because whatever we spend time on looking and um you know, you know, when you start on one page, you, you end up going on like four pages, then you mm -hmm. scroll back, 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 and you're at where you started. It's like all that time wasted when you could be outside reading a book, when you could be running, when you could be having real conversations yes. with people, when you could be living in the moment. And I've just learned that. Yeah. I'm 23, and I've just learned that, and I'm okay with that. I don't regret what I've I don't regret the time I've spent because I try not to live with regret because I feel like it's a waste of time. I can't get that time back. But it's a matter of changing it as soon as you realize it and don't leave it till the next minute or tomorrow or next yeah. month, you know? Or if you do, if you do, sometimes you need to do a cleanse. I have a, my best friend right now is doing a cleanse. And she's like, she calls it the Instagram cleanse. She's off of it. And she's like, wow, I feel so much better. Like, I feel like I have more time. I'm more productive. And sometimes we have to do that because if you're not using it right, it can be more harmful than we think. Our subconscious oh, yeah. mind is always, always working, oh, always yeah. working. It, it definitely, it definitely takes a, a toll. Like my mom, uh, she just got an Instagram and she says like she gets on there just to see me post some stuff. She, she really gets on there to see her grandson. Um, and then maybe like some hair care stuff, but then after she gets gets that, like she gets off, um, and like they and they know it's addicting. The people that make it, so that it's it's one of those things like we know it's addicting, but 
everybody's there and then sometimes we go in there with like good intentions just to check up on a friend we haven't seen in a while but then we get lost we get lost really quick I forget yes. uh, there was a term that they uh, it, it was some sort of feedback loop it, like you go on there to see who's liking your stuff how many likes you're getting and then you go like people's stuff and then you see people uh, interacting with your page and then like before you know it like it's been two hours and then you don't remember what the F you've been doing I forget I forget the term I wish I knew the term it was some sort of feedback loop that he was describing and he was saying it causes anxiety in children and adults but children more than adults because their minds haven't like they're not able to differentiate between like real life and like the internet yeah they're sponges I mean kids are just learning everything through observation and whatever they learn is what it is in their mind you know it's very concrete it's not situational for them it's not thinking about the consequences it's just what the situation is it is and it's already difficult when they see that sometimes you know observing situations in in person that are not healthy for them to see but when they're on youtube and they come across other stuff and they don't have youtube kids and they don't have things blocked you know yes. that's a whole another world that i don't know i'm not a parent yet but yeah. i know you know <laughs> it's it's way all i can say no. is like I understand how it gets to the children because like they all YouTube does is uses SEO um, and it's just like like words like content and like if you're looking at something and somebody else looked at the same thing you're both probably gonna like this same thing so like it's showing stuff that's supposed to be similar but they're not keeping a good eye on it like uh, I think it was a couple years ago my niece was on YouTube and it was a grown man in a diaper playing with toys or something it was just something really weird and off-putting for me and I was just like how the F did she look look at this so I took the tablet from her and I just hit back and back and back and like it's all it's just the watch next video and the kids click on you know the top couple of videos they're they're just bouncing and hopping around so it's really that's a whole nother animal that i like even now my son likes watching uh i'm really bad about it it's this tv show he likes watching it's not a bad show but there's no educational stuff to it but he's like that's one of the only things he'll sit down watch if he's crying he'll stop crying um and he'll just watch that show because it just like takes his whole attention Uh, yeah Yeah, I mean that's you're right that is a whole other animal (laughs) and you know what Um, my friend I actually spoke to not too long ago he told me that he was doing some research for a talk he was going to do and um, he came across a study that if you turn your phone black and white um, or like a sepia I think it was a black and white that he told me 
you won't spend as much time on your phone. You get bored because it's the color that attracts you so much, and you just—it's what it addicts you, you know, and keeps you on your phone. So he has his phone on that setting where it's black and white. I don't know how he got that, but he said that yeah. Now he like doesn't even want to be on his phone. He hardly spends time on it. It's just for. You know, I mean, texting and calling or FaceTime, but other than that, it just makes his phone like not what it was before to him. You know, okay. this thing that he couldn't be without. I'm look. I'm looking that up right now. This definitely. I'm gonna try that for the week. Yeah, I feel like he, that's why I'm mentioning because I feel like you would like that and try that. I I should be trying that too. You know, I said ah, oh, try it, but I can't get myself to do it, but. Oh, you know, yeah. just for the experience. I'm looking at the uh, screenshots, and the black and white ones look really nasty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, and he's, he's done that, I think, for a solid, like, couple months, he told me. And I haven't talked to him in a while, but I'm going to ask him and see if he's still doing that. Okay. No. Alrighty. Well, it was really good talking to you. I got to go... Uh, I gotta go be a productive member of my family. <laughs> uh, no worries, that's a full-time job. Yeah. That's on duty, twenty-four-seven. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go help. It out. was great talking to you too. No, thank and you. And I appreciate you having me on. You were a pleasure to talk no to problem. and get to know. I like picking your brain. I appreciate the flexibility. Uh, last time I was supposed to do it with you, there there was supposed to be another person the day before, and he was a butt face about it. Um, <laughs> He was, trying, he was trying to, you know, make me feel bad about him being late. And I was just like, nah, that's not how this is going to work, guy. But uh, I'm glad we got to do the talk. And uh, definitely, I'll send you the stuff. Um, I'll do it yeah. in the next hour. I got to go. I'm running behind. I've gotten some uh, looks. So I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> Uh-oh. Right. Go, go, go. <laughs> All right. You have a good one. All right. Take care. Nice talking to you. Bye. All right. Say bye-bye again. Say bye-bye. Oh. Bye. <laughs> All right. Take care. Bye.